In today's episode, I share three lessons I learned from building a successful seven-figure service-based business after a failed corporate career. I know my story will inspire you and show you what's possible when you surrender to God's way and start that business. I'm so excited to share my story today, but before we get into the details, if you are thinking about starting that business and you have a burning question you want me to answer, please head over to chichiukomado.com slash start that business podcast. Scroll all the way to the bottom until you see the section that says, do you have a question? Click on the start recording button to send me a voice message of your question and I will answer your question live on the podcast. I'm super excited you're here. Let's dig into today's episode. Hey, sis. Welcome to the Start That Business podcast, where you will find practical solutions that empower you to start your service-based business. I'm your host, Chichi Ukomadu, an entrepreneur, wife, mom of three, and a Jesus follower. Ten years ago, I was afraid of giving up my desire to build a corporate career and say yes to the Holy Spirit's nudge to start that business. I believe personal fulfillment comes from letting go of your way and saying yes to God's way so you can become all you were created to be. If you're ready to find personal fulfillment, grab a cup of coffee, tea, or hot cocoa, and your favorite snack, it's time to take your first step to start that business. You know the one I'm talking about? Yes, that one you've been putting up for a long time. (laughs) In 2005, I moved to the United States of America from Nigeria. I was a young bride. I was excited to come get married to my husband here in the U.S., and to start a family, to pursue a corporate career. I had just graduated from the university in Nigeria, Babcock University. I got my BSc in computer science. So I I was excited coming to the United States. There were so many movies I had watched, so many stories, and I was looking forward to an amazing time in the U.S. So I get to the U.S., and a couple of months after I got here, I started applying for jobs in the U.S. And I was pretty confident applying for the jobs because prior to coming to the U.S., I worked in Shell, Nigeria, and I also worked in KPMG, Nigeria. So I looked at my resume and I was like, I have what it takes because I had worked in these two major companies in Nigeria and I was also top of my class. So. I was pretty confident, pretty excited, and I started applying for jobs in the United States. And with each application I put in, I kept hearing things like, you don't have a U.S. degree, you don't have U.S. experience. And I thought it was a joke because I had good grades and I had worked for Shell and KPMG. So initially, it just seemed like, okay, Maybe because I just came, let me just continue applying. So I continued applying and I kept hearing the same thing, the same thing. You don't have U.S. experience or you don't have a U.S. education. And this 
took place from 2005 all the way to about 2008. So four years of applying and hearing the same thing. You don't have this, you don't have that. One interview that really stands out to me that just devastated me was an interview I did with a company called Marathon Oil here in Houston, Texas. And I had interviewed for that position. I was among the top three candidates that were shortlisted for the job. So I was number two, according to what they told me. They offered the job to the first candidate, and the first candidate rejected the offer. So I was excited that I'm next in line. I'm number two, so they're going to offer me the job. You won't believe what happened next. Do you know the company? They didn't offer me the job. They scrapped the whole interview and started all over again with fresh candidates. I was beyond devastated. Talk of (laughs) discouragement, rejection, depression. I was so depressed in those years because for the life of me, I couldn't understand how someone who was top of the class, I had great work experience, but these companies would just not recognize what I had. So in 2009, I finally landed a job with a company in Dallas, Texas called Bell Sports. And I was so excited because finally, after searching for years, I had this job in my hand. I could go to work and eat lunch with my colleagues at work and attend important meetings. I I just love to dress like, you know, (laughs) in the business casual or even dress informal going. And that year in 2009, The recession started that year. And guess what? I got laid off four months into this new job. (laughs) And I was beyond devastated. I'm like, I just got this job (laughs) four months and I was already kicked out. So I was depressed for a couple of months and I decided to pick myself back up. I said, you know what? While the recession is going on, let me go back to school and get this U.S. degree they have been hounding me for all these interviews. So I went back and I got, I went back to get my master's degree. I went to the University of Illinois and I did my master's in management information systems. And while I was there, I said, you know what, let me just add a cherry on the cake while I'm there. Let me just get my project management certification so that when I come out, not only do I have a U.S. degree, I'm also a project manager, a certified project manager. So my odds for getting jobs will be so high. Do you know, I got my master's, I graduated, I got my project manager certification. I came out and I started applying again. And guess what? I started hearing things like, you have so many gaps in your resume. How come you were out of a job for this long? And I started explaining again. And I'm like, wow, I'm right back to where I started. So during that period, I was so depressed. I felt like I had done everything I could. And mind you, during the period I was doing my master's, I was pregnant with my second child. So it was not a smooth sail. I was dealing with pregnancy. I was in school getting my master's degree. 
Then when I graduated, I had my son already born. Now I'm dealing with a newborn trying to get into the job market. I kept hearing, oh, why the gap in your resume? So during that whole time of job seeking, being disappointed, rejected by several companies, I decided to just spend some time praying. I said, you know what, let me just go and do some soul searching, spend some time praying and really find out if I'm supposed to be on this path. Now, prior to me going into the soul searching phase, I always dreamt of a corporate job. I always felt like the only way I could be fulfilled was to work in a corporate job, dress in a fancy suit, carry my my laptop bag, and just walk into meetings. I never envisioned any other kind of life. That was what society told me. That was what the culture I grew up in told me that the only way I could succeed was to get a job, get a good job, and you just climb the corporate ladder and that was it. So during that time of soul searching and praying, my husband started asking me, he's like, what are you passionate about? I said, well, I like helping other people. I like helping people. I like shopping. I started listing different things that I, I enjoyed doing. And my husband was like, okay, can't you turn it into a business and start doing something? And I'm like, ah, I don't really want to go start a business. I really want to get a job. I want to get a steady paycheck coming and walking and just doing that. So along the line, I started helping my family and friends that were back in Nigeria. I am Nigerian-American, so I have family in Nigeria, and I started helping them just buying things in the U.S. I would tell them when new sales were coming up and, and things like that. And one day I went to Walmart. I went to Walmart to buy a three-in-one printer. And the moment I walked into Walmart, I bought that printer. I saw the price I paid for that printer. It was it was about $150 back then, back then. And I said to myself, I'm like, you can't buy this printer in Nigeria for this price. And it was like a light bulb moment. Just a light bulb just went off in my head. And I said, you know what? I got to start this as a business. And that was where I decided to start my side hustle as an international personal shopper. At that time, I was eight months pregnant with my third child, my daughter. And I remember just starting that business. It felt like I was pregnant with twins because I had my daughter in my tummy and I had this new side hustle I was starting. It was so overwhelming for me, but there was so much peace. I don't know if you, you understand that you're overwhelmed, but you have peace at the same time. And that was where the journey started for me. My journey of being rejected, my journey of not fitting into corporate America led me to starting this side hustle as an international personal shopper. And it's been 10 years later, and here are the three lessons I've learned along this journey of starting my own side hustle, which today is no longer a side hustle. <laughs> it's now a seven-figure global e-commerce enabling company. But let's jump into the lessons real quick, and I will share some other things later. So the first lesson I learned through this journey is 
There's this author called James Clare. He's the author of the book Atomic Habits. And he summarizes this lesson perfectly. He says, rejection is redirection. And I want to rephrase that and say rejection for a Christian is divine redirection. And this has been so true in my life. It reminds me of the scripture that says, God causes all things to work together for good, for the good of those who love him. In that moment when corporate America was rejecting me and I was hearing no, 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 with every interview I was doing, I didn't know that God was divinely redirecting me in the path that he wanted me to go. It's just that it took me a while to understand that it was a redirection. As a matter of fact, I thought God was against me. He was trying to make my life difficult. But in hindsight, I look back and I'm like, wow, that was divine redirection. I couldn't have gone any other way. I look at the personal fulfillment, the freedom I enjoy in running my business. I look at the lives I've been able to impact as of today, my business has over 40,000 customers that have come through our business, 40,000 customers that we've been able to impact and touch. I couldn't have done that working in corporate America. So God was redirecting me to the direction that he wanted me to go. That redirection caused me to learn so many things. It caused me to learn how to validate a business idea with family and friends. It I learned how to deliver excellent service and leverage word of mouth to grow a business. And I'll have a podcast episode just to talk about all of that. So lesson number one is rejection for a Christian is divine redirection. So never feel frustrated when you feel like everything is walking in the opposite direction. Lesson number two that I've learned in my journey is embrace divine disruption. Now, when I was applying for the corporate jobs and things were falling apart, it was a divine disruption for me. But guess what? I kept on fighting it. I kept on kicking against it. I didn't want to surrender my way to God's way because he was divinely disrupting everything that I had planned, the way I wanted to go, building this huge corporate career. But after struggling with it for a while, I decided to embrace God's divine disruption. I decided to embrace it. And divine disruption, I found that it's usually nudging you in the direction of the fulfillment of your purpose. So don't fight it because the more you fight it, the more you get frustrated, the more you get depressed because you are not doing or you're not walking in the path you are supposed to walk. And what embracing divine disruption did for me, it made me see that fulfilling my purpose is more than a corporate career. I was looking at just this little tiny picture, but God had a grand vision of what he wanted me to become. And by me embracing divine disruption, he was able to stare me into the path of fulfilling my purpose. I've also realized that God is passionately committed to the fulfillment of his purpose in our lives. And whatever he needs to do, if you're Jonah, 
if he needs the fish to swallow you and and vomit you at Nineveh, he will do it to make sure that his purpose in your life is fulfilled. So lesson number two is embrace divine disruption. And the third lesson I've learned through my journey is that your personal fulfillment is found in the fulfillment of your God-given purpose. That means when you find what you were created for and you do it, you will find personal fulfillment. If you try to do anything else outside of that, you're going to struggle, you'll be depressed, you will just feel like you're living a wasted life. And that's what I'm experiencing now. I look back and I tell myself, man, I couldn't be anywhere else but doing exactly what I'm doing as an entrepreneur. So I was created to be an entrepreneur, but I was trying to be something else that I wasn't created to be. And the more I tried to go in that direction, the more it left me frustrated. But once I embraced that purpose of being an entrepreneur and moved in that direction, I've enjoyed so much fulfillment. A couple of weeks ago, my team and I were out celebrating end of year celebration. And we were in this fancy restaurant and everyone was nicely dressed. And I was just looking at everyone. And under my breath, all I could say was, thank you, God, for not letting me quit. Thank you, God, for helping me embrace this path that you set for me and just embracing your divine disruption. Because of me saying yes to your way, we are sitting on this table now and look at the lives I've been able to impact. The lives of my team members, the life of my customers, the life of the vendors that work with us. It's just been an amazing blessing to see how much impact has been made just by me embracing God's path for me. The side hustle that I started has grown, like I said, a seven-figure global e-commerce enabling company. This company is providing logistics, payments, access solutions to roughly 40,000 customers across two countries, across the U.S. and across Nigeria. As of today, I'm not even the only one building this thing anymore. I have two other co-founders who work with me on this side hustle that started, which I said is no longer a side hustle. And together, we lead a team of about 44 plus people across the U.S., Nigeria, Canada, Ghana, and Australia. Wow, 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 wow. When it's time to run payroll, I am so full of gratitude. I tell myself, I'm like, wow, I couldn't even get a job in corporate America. Today, I get to process payroll for over 44 people who are working for my company, who are working for my business. It's just amazing to see what happens when we embrace God's way and we quit insisting on our own way. I know that you are listening to this podcast because there's a business idea in your heart and the Holy Spirit has been nudging you, telling you to get it started and you keep putting it on hold. You keep holding on to your way. You keep holding on to your fears and excuses. 
I want you to do something for me this week or today. Do some soul searching. Pray about it this week. Practice being silent and just let the Holy Spirit speak to your heart. Whatever he tells you to do, take the tiniest step to get it started because that is all you need. And I'm going to pray with you as we wrap up this episode. Father God, I surrender, submit, accept, and embrace your divine plan, purpose, process, and timing for my life. Take me by the hand and lead me. I trust your way. Amen. I encourage you to pray this prayer this week, this year, and just tell God that you're letting go of your way and you're trusting him to lead you. And as you do that, I am certain that you will create remarkable results when you say yes to God's way. Thank you. Thank you so much for hanging out with me on today's episode. I'm excited you stayed to the end. I will see you soon. If you're thinking about starting that business and you have a burning question you want me to answer, head over to chichiokomado.com slash start that business podcast. Scroll all the way to the bottom until you see the section that says, do you have a question? Click on the start recording button to send me a voice message of your question and I will answer it live on the podcast. Hey sis, before you go, if this podcast has encouraged you, helped you, inspired you, or taught you something new, please head over to Apple Podcasts and search for Stop That Business Podcast and leave me a written review. That's one of the ways I know this podcast is impacting your life. Thank you so much. I'll also love to connect with you on Instagram. My handle is at Chichi Ukomadu. Until next time, always remember you have all you need to start that business. I'll see you soon.